1: Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of two pros and a couple of Joe with Lavar Errington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
3: So the big breaking news out of the NFL that came down a short time ago. Being reported first by Adam Schefter and others that Jason Kelsey following last night's dismal performance by the Philadelphia Eagles in their wildcard loss at Tampa Bay has announced that he will or has at least told teammates that he will be retiring if this is it. 13 seasons in Philly, Super Bowl champ, seven Pro Bowls, six-time first-team All-Pro, no doubt about it, going to be a Hall of Famer five years from now, but made a critical, critical error in this whole thing. He should have waited and announced it on his podcast. Yeah, that's
4: that's that's, that's true.
3: I mean, like, why let but you, are sh-
4: going, but you are going to go listen to his podcast to hear his reasoning. Yeah, but pull the peacock. Make everybody sign up for the pod and then announce you're going to retire. Pull yeah. the make peacock. Make him download,
0: yeah. make him subscribe. Yeah, Where are I what it from? Him.
3: Pull that peacock.
0: He's a man of the people, though, you know? You don't have to peacock. charge them to to find out you know, where this announcement's coming from.
3: Do you know my retirement brought to you by and then do something like that. You could sell it. You could have got the retirement sponsor. Yes. <laughs>
0: Who's who's the best retirement sponsor? Is like a funeral home, uh, yeah, that or a golfers like sure. casket <laughs> company. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, well, I'm hanging them up. By the right. way, this is brought to you by the Knox uh-huh. Funeral Home. Uh, by the
1: way, uh, and, and let me uh,
0: with a- with Arrington caskets, Where everybody <laughs> goes to die happy. Pre-purchase your casket, your home for the rest of eternity. <laughs> and, and we've already got Arrington caskets. Uh, and everybody has
4: a smile. And we've already face. got
3: several clients. I can assure yeah. you. So, oh yeah. jeez. Uh,
4: <laughs> got him
3: always going to be some business um, but you know the, that or a golf resort or something like that but uh, that's a wrap on the great career of Jason Kelsey if I were to it, t- tell me if this is hyperbole or if I'm going too far with this but this is how I feel about you're it you're going right? too
0: far too right. far well just All hear right. me
3: out okay hear you out. <laughs> has this era of the Philadelphia Eagles
4: peaked I mean Ooh. it would appear so yeah because there were there was enough of a sample size to say that this is not the same team that made it to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, they were listing off the number of years played by
3: some of those guys in Philly, like Brandon yeah. Graham. I didn't realize he'd been old. there 14 15 yeah. years. Old. Fletcher oh, yeah. Cox. Yeah, old. All those like there's a lot of Aging veterans. An aging veterans. Jason Kelsey's walking away now. Yeah. It just feels like and by the way, what a terrible final tush push or brotherly shove to get Holy stopped o. like Jones.
4: that. Yeah, I mean, they did grab his head and try to decapitate him though. No call. <laughs> Damn. Now uh, bef- and then he bef- celebrated after he grabbed his head too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Before the uh season started, this is the list of oldest teams.
4: <laughs> You're so dumb. So, um, oh. I'm sorry, Q. What? No, something's wrong good. with Jonas, man. Yeah, He's got issues. <laughs> you got issues. He got issues, man. I didn't do nothing, man. Uh, their
0: average that, age man. before the season Damn. started was 26 years old, and uh, that would be, I believe, based on my count, the uh, the 11th oldest team. The Saints were actually the oldest team this year, averaging 27.4. And this is again before the season. Uh, average years of age per player it's kind of wild, wild that
3: that's old 27's old in the nfl it's just crazy to me wow. well
0: think about this the average career span in the nfl is three years right so you're so like now the hard thing that skews 20s. all of this is you have how many guys coming in who are 23 24 now out of college yeah because of the covid year right. the year the transfers right. and all that mm-hmm. so i think that actually skews up this number can you guys guess who the youngest team in the nfl is
3: the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's right. I heard that. because
0: well, right. Yeah, they announced it. You know, it's a bit surprising times, too. Is who yeah. do you think the second youngest team is?
4: The Chicago uh, Bears. No. Mm, I don't know. The
0: Los Angeles Rams.
4: Mm. Oh, okay. That I makes pretty, sense. Pretty
0: impressive. I mean, yeah. you think Stafford, you think Donald, but then you kind of forget the rest of their team—a bunch of pups. Of young players
3: yeah. I and they've thought that and they've done all this without a first round pick and like yeah. the, the, they've hit home runs in the middle rounds man like they've, yeah, they've they had have. a lot of talent there yeah they have uh preach jonas but it does it, it does feel preach. like this this You're is uh, a sports uh backer right yeah now. right of course I just, this uh,
0: is what i see on twitter man no, that's,
3: that's not me yeah, I uh mean. but it it just wonder if that's a wrap on the best philly had to offer in this stretch
0: which, here's why it's not a wrap. Couldn't the Dallas Cowboys be going through a change? I mean, let's just talk about Dallas for a second and the Dak situation. Mike McCarthy is going to receive all of the attention because Dak, there's a really good chance he's not Dak their head coach bad. next year.
4: Oof, Dak was bad,
0: but Dak did not. I mean, stats Damn. wise, because the second half and like bringing them back to some degree, vintage, it vintage it looked Dak. better than it than it actually was. Right now, the problem is is you're not getting out from underneath this contract. I mean, Dak Prescott's cap hit next year is huge. It's it, it's enormous. I want to say it's like sixty million dollars next year alone, and and the problem is is he's under contract technically for three more years, but with that cap at almost sixty two million, okay, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to reconfigure his contract now within his contract though, he's got a no tag clause, he's got a no trade clause, and so they're they're coming into a portion of the contract where like they can't move on from him. I guess they could technically, but you that'd be a ton of money against the cap if they just went to outright release him. It'd be hard to trade him because of the cap figures next year. So they're they're going in they're going to have to look at renegotiating this number to make it more tradable in the future, but again, he's got a no trade clause so he gets the last say in whether or not he wants to go to that particular destination. And so if you're Dallas and you're not sold on Dak or maybe you feel like you've hit your ceiling, and I know we've asked that question about the Eagles, but I think you can could, you could make the same question about the Cowboys too, is you'd go ahead and figure out a way of paying him a boatload. Like Dak Prescott could get, in order to restructure his contract, a huge signing bonus that's get, that gets spread out for the next couple of years, two or three years. In exchange for waiving the no-tag clause, waiving the no-trade clause, which is probably more important. And that's why, even as bad as it looked in the playoffs, because of the timing of Dak's extension and how it was constructed, he's in to get paid a lot of money. Jesus, man. Despite the fact of how this past game looked. And so to answer that question about has Philly hit their ceiling, I don't know because you look at the rest of the division, you have a new head coach in Washington. Who knows what that's going to look like in the short term. There's a lot of rumblings coming out from the New York Giants, which might be worth getting to at some point this week. They obviously weren't a playoff team this year. They obviously have Daniel Jones, but have to figure out is that what they're going to go with next year. And so when you look around the rest of the division, you kind of say, well, no, they can easily still win this division next year. Just because of what may happen with the Cowboys and where, the, and that team's just as good as they've been, winning twelve games the past you know few years. I I don't, I don't know that you trust them necessarily to be much more than that.
4: Yeah, they're bad by disqualification, is what it sounds like. I, I the, to me, the answer is yes. The, this is the end of the, that era. It's quick. It was short lived. It was quick. But yes, they can still be competitive. One hundred percent, they can still be competitive because of. All the the reasons listed just just now about Q. so, but to me, and and less Sirianni can can well first re- retain his job. I w- I would assume that's crazy, man. And and then secondly, can he replace the production of the coordinators that he lost due to their success? That is generally the reason why you know coaches and teams come to an end and they hit their ceilings with runs is because I mean you Buffalo is starting to recover maybe Philly could end up like Buffalo right I mean Buffalo lost coordinators they they kind of went through a little transitional <laughs> they, stage
0: They that was kind of their own uh own volition there yeah, though right? yeah
4: well one of them yeah at least one of them yeah Dorsey. um but at at the end of the day I, I think that you you look at this Eagles team and personnel wise they do they have the makings on the defensive side to be really really good for a long time if if you keep the offensive side especially the receiving core if you can hold the receiving core together that's not bad at all you got a running back that's not bad at all you got a quarterback that's not bad at all so the question now becomes can you have can you build your offensive line where it's stable and sturdy enough for all those other elements. First of all, they got to learn to run the ball. They got to get to to the point of running, being able to run the ball. Secondly, you got to be able to protect your quarterback when you're throwing the ball. If they can do those two things, they can turn it around in Philadelphia. I, they're not. I'd say they're further away from being a team that's bad than a team that's good. The one thing we know is Howie Roseman's not going to stand pat. Like
3: he's going to make moves, and you could tell just. The look on his face. Like what kind
0: of moves? Night moves. Well, or, he's gonna. Kind of I mean,
3: thinking? I think anything's on the table. Like you think so. Look, the not AG- like Bob
0: Seeger night moves though.
3: No, I'm not familiar <laughs> with Bob Seeger night moves. Can we Is pull that, that, who sings that? I don't know. Lee, can we double check that? Who sings night moves?
4: Is that Bob Seeger? look that our Lee's giving a thumbs up, so it appears yeah. that... Lee's uh, got that his cool. mane out today, too. He's yeah. like in a mood. Does he? Oh, yeah. He's got it he out. Better,
0: he better worry about that dude from Ohio walking in. Oh, man.
4: <laughs> Lee pulled that thing out and swung that thing like oh, he was the man. man. And not even two minutes later, right. another dude like, comes in and it's like... The Dirk Diggler of hair walked in. I was going to say, hey, it was, like, it
0: was like Ron Jeremy walked in the showers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we'll get out of here.
3: Oh, uh, never mind.
4: Whoa. Yeah. Whoops.
3: <laughs> I'll Whoa. go find a bush outside. Jeez. Yeah is it uh is bob seger the uh
4: artist that is correct bob seger and the silver bullet band and the yeah. silver bullet band come on sounds, jonas
0: let's see some of those night moves. that sounds yeah. like
4: jim ursay and the i know leaners. levar's
0: got those night moves Yeah,
4: oh yeah. i got night moves i got so many do. kids yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah all was... right yeah all right yeah this is good stuff whoa she was a blackhead beauty yeah. oh. lee you sure you didn't write this whoa <laughs> come on lee come on jonas get those oh, hips yeah. going this sounds like this get should be playing going. at margaritaville hell yeah. yeah
3: hey by the way brady we're doing yeah. margaritaville in vegas no, we? we're not come on please i'm not doing this what? all right just for the story the no. only reason
4: why i'll do it no. is if we all do it if come we're on, not all man. doing no. it i'm not in i'm out it's got I'm a out. good
3: view of the bellagio
4: fountains it's come right on. Above it. all the content we'll for a drink
3: like all the content it's provided us i just know the one time
4: i walked past it there were like Ten homeless people in front of that place. Oh man. Yeah, 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 I had a bad experience. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. There well, you go.
4: That was the one. They're not inside. Uh, I don't want to. Yeah, but it's in front of it. Kind of like was a turnoff. Yeah.
0: <sighs> oh, Lee we're, Jonas, we're not doing it.
4: Come you do too you many things go. for
0: the story. Jonas, like he doesn't want to admit it, but like working at Chuck E. Cheese was really for the story. He knew yes. it would pay off. That's right what
3: off. it was. <laughs> it yes. was. A hundred percent. I wanted to I wanted to dress up like a stuffed animal and get assaulted by kids. Yes. so I could have a story. Years OK, later Jonas, then
0: explain out. to me why else you'd pick that job over the other jobs
3: you had. Because the they, they were they p- were paying actually pretty well, considering all the other well, options pretty I'm well.
4: Hourly. What yeah, was your yeah, hourly rate? Dude, I think so it was. I swear to God, I, He's I think so full no, it was
3: I swear to God, I think I, it I, know was, you swear. I think it was you five seventy five an hour. Five seventy-five, yeah. like five hundred seventy-five. Jonas
0: is old as hell too. But though. minimum wage
3: was five twenty-five back then. Yeah. So for fifty cents more an hour. Oh wow. And I had stuff yeah. to pay for. Senior year was expensive. Man, you had to buy yearbook. You had to pay for grad night. My parents say, weren't giving me money anytime grad that, night. Yeah. Anytime Some that
4: I was in in the beginning, it land. was just like I work for free. Like I'd rather work for free than five. 25 really yeah man yeah what? back in the day man dang 525 doing those night
0: moves for work is that what you're
4: saying <laughs> yeah man yeah i do them night moves bro. he's you a know. private dancer i get a little bit more money, dancer than for five money. 20. you I got that do right do
0: what you want
4: him to yeah you got that right come on now <laughs> oh but i know this song that's right
3: what? <laughs> you didn't know it before? No, no, I didn't. It's been
4: playing the whole time. Yeah. My, my boots and my my uh Stetson with my tidy whities. That's right. I used to listen to this at the Bogey <laughs> Inn. Lavor. Bam. Bam. Hell yeah. Bam. Lavor. Bam. Good music. <laughs> Bam. 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 Just tearing up D.C. with his night moves. That's right.
3: By the way, if anybody was wondering in Southern California whether we're going to get rain pretty soon,
4: we we do have confirmation. We might be getting rain because my knee is feeling funny. Oh, the Doppler? Yeah, man. It's back? I I had to ice it. It feels better now, though. (laughs) Just had to calm him down. For those of you
3: not familiar, uh, there's a Twitter account called LaVar's Knee Doppler 5000. Yeah. Which uh has pointed out that he can tell when it's about to rain because his knee
4: flares or up. if it's cold, if it's just gonna be really cold, so and so looks like we're yeah, my it. knee is is acting up, yeah, yeah, it's the joint, I can tell, so it's it's definitely the pool and the weather for certain, wow, so there you go, so sorry, guys, if you had something planned at the beach today, I mean, wear a hoodie, yeah, um, <laughs> wear sweats, take Good a blanket, yep, yeah, you know, by the way, speaking of the weather. Out that, uh, no. Yeah, right. Jonas, yeah, you got right. issues,
1: man. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: T.J. Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
3: people at o'reilly auto parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do it yourself and you can find what you need in store or online stop by o'reilly auto parts today or visit them at oreillyautocom two pros that's oreillyautocom slash two pros this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge
1: Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Buffalo Bills are red hot, and they
3: get it done again. The Bills take care of business against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It doesn't matter. They can move that game. There could be weather issues. You got fans making snowball fights. They're jumping through tables, fired up, and beating a <laughs> wounded Pittsburgh Steelers team to get it done and now advance to the next round of the postseason. Good By job, the way, did
4: you,
0: did you see them throwing snowballs at the wide receivers? in the Yes, end zone? I did. And at, like, no point did the broadcast of the officials even
4: acknowledge it.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, dude, that
4: is. Didn't even like, acknowledge it.
0: I don't. I don't know. Like, look, I'm. I'm not against it. I understand that there's a home field advantage and all that. But if you're the officials, you at least have to say something or acknowledge it. Like even the broadcast when you're seeing the replay. If you're Romo, if you're Nance, you got. I mean, it's it's hard to concentrate. You know that down in that part of the field enough. Let alone we got snowballs zing by you every time you're looking around.
4: I saw that. I was like, man, that's crazy. Like you're in the end zone. Like, yeah, they, they throw. <laughs> They throwing them out like. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, all that's right. A great right, school. You go. Yeah. I mean,
3: Buffalo seems like a scary proposition moving forward. They're going to get the Chiefs so and, and they're finally going to get them at home. They've always had to go to Arrowhead. Mahomes has never played. They kind of let
0: Pittsburgh back in that game.
4: Yeah, too. that's that's why I'm sitting here thinking. I didn't think it was the most impressive victory to be honest. In fact, they gave they they were like, "Here Pittsburgh." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, "You want it?" Like, "Here, take Listen, we said, do you want it? (laughs) Oh, you don't want it? All right, well, we'll win. And what what was their answer? No, hell no. We don't want that. (laughs) Oops. We'd rather go home. Yeah, no part of that. <laughs> I, I need a vacation.
3: Um. So, uh, Josh Allen uh, afterwards just spoke about the situation, uh, the game getting moved, uh, all the theatrics that came along with it over the course of the weekend. And he's the real he
4: just, deal, though. Josh fun, Allen man. is the real. He's deal. legit. He's oh, fun yeah, as hell
3: to watch. Deal. Here he was post game. People keep, you know, saying that's that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted, and we we had no. Call in that or no say in that. You know, that was a health and safety issue from the state. Um, We would have played yesterday, we would have played Saturday, we would have played Friday. It wouldn't have mattered. We would have come out here and played when we were told to play. Uh, So obviously, they're going to be on a short week, but. I mean, they're they're finally going to get this matchup at home. Mahomes has never played a road playoff game, which is wild, and this is gonna be the first one and It's gonna be at Rich Stadium. How about
4: that? It's perfect timing for Kansas City to to get uh knocked off, I'll tell you that. Y'all thought I was going in a different direction, I yeah. know. No. <laughs> <laughs> but this is perfect timing for them to get knocked off. Get it, Lavar. Yeah. Get it. I, mean, I, I know this might sound like uh Lavar is being like very pessimistic on on a Tuesday but I'm just keeping it real like this is the best time for Buffalo to catch the Kansas City Chiefs and they get yeah. them at home. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really if if Josh Allen, which I believe he can navigate this this Spagnola defense just from the simple fact that one, he can throw that ball and and two, they can run the ball and he can run the ball. So you got options out of the backfield in this in this on this Buffalo offense. I just don't I think they match up perfectly to to beat, you know, not just to to play them. They match up perfectly to beat what I I perceive as as a Kansas City team that is very limited. I mean, Rice Rice showed he he showed he can be a catalyst for their offense to to do some things, but is that enough? Pacheco, I mean, he looked really good running the ball as well. Is is that enough? I don't know. That Kansas City has enough to go into Buffalo, and and win. So mm. I feel like it's the perfect time. If 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 Buffalo is going to be that team, this is the perfect time for them to prove it against Kansas City. The weather. Will I, I will say
0: this about Buffalo. Buffalo's offensive line is the best. Josh Josh Allen's played behind. They are more physical than they have been in the past. Um, his ability to run and take off, obviously, you know, plays a factor into it too, making life easier on them, but. I don't know. I, I've got some concerns about you know what happens to the passing game if you take away Stephon Diggs. And and I'll just go back to the wild card round in moments when, I mean, Lejarius Sneed and that secondary for the KC tried to beat up Tyreek Hill and really limited his impact in that game. And and I know Tua played a role in that too in his inability to to distribute the football and get it to him. But this defense for KC is probably the best since this group has been on kind of their their run of getting the AFC championships. So um, I, I look at it and say this, like, I think this is a such a different version of matchup of these two teams because, you know, the Chiefs are led, in my opinion, more by the defense. Like, I know Patrick Mahomes and uh, Rishi Rice and, and, you know, Kelsey had his moments, but it was mostly kind of that. And then Pacheco, I, I know the offense is always going to get the most attention, the defense is the best part of this team. They've been the most consistent part of this team. They haven't given up more than 27 points at any point this entire season. And so that's what I'm most curious to see is can Buffalo score against a team that I think is really good covering down. They play with good gap integrity. Like they're just, they're a good defense. And, and I think Buffalo's got a shot because they can just be the more physical team at the line, at the point of attack, not at the line of scrimmage. No. And I think they could run the ball on them.
3: On the flip side, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going home. They've lost five consecutive playoff games, first time in franchise history. And Mike Tomlin spoke about what went wrong post game yesterday.
4: I'm appreciative of the efforts, but it's not mystical. Uh, we didn't do what was required to win tonight. We didn't take care of the ball. We didn't get it, get the ball from them enough in an environment like this, and thus uh, the score.
1: Mike, you have a year left on your contract.
3: Do you think he's pissed off that he hasn't gotten his contract re-up, or pissed off that he was asked the question? Probably both. But Can in that I moment, this like, you
4: know, they, would, they, would they you
0: are. want your contract re-up while you're in a playoff run <laughs> or trying to get there?
4: Uh, I would want anytime I could re-up my contract if I'm in a place where I want to stay. I, I'd be okay with wanting my contract updated, extended. You know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. hey Mike we're going to extend your uh, contract Uh, we know the game is uh, tomorrow but would you you like to yeah yeah. (laughs) what what are you thinking Breer's kind (laughs) of kicked
3: the tires on the idea of maybe they're kind of going their separate ways now like maybe Tomlin could go and there's some other opportunities look if he decides that I just want I want a break and he wants to go do broadcasting every network on planet earth was going to want Mike Tomlin
4: that's what's circulating. Yeah, but if if he still wants to coach, I don't. I don't see him being the type of guy. First off, if you're able to maintain a job with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you, you don't like. Oh, I'm gonna take a, a a year off and go coach somewhere else. Like you try to maintain that job because that's one of the most stable organizations to have a a job at that position. So that's first and foremost. You know, but if if I'm Mike Tomlin and you feel as though that's inevitable that you are going to to lose your job, then now you got to start entertaining. You got to put your fillers out there for possibly what what other opportunities may exist, and and that could be broadcasting, of course. So, but I don't think that you just if you're still wanting to coach and you're the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think you. Sit there and you say, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm resigned to the fact that I want to take a year off and then come back and try to go somewhere else." I, I don't, I don't think that that's what he's thinking. Uh, Bill Cower was always rumored that he was going to make a return. Remember that? It was always really? he's mm-hmm. going to take
3: some time away and then he'll yeah. come back eventually. And he never a, came he back. Never ever. Yeah, he never just came. just he found a
0: good CBS job on TV though. Yes, he's he doing a great job. Man. Yeah.
4: He's still doing it. Who does a better? He's a lot,
0: he's a lot warmer in that studio, you
4: hmm. know. Yeah, it is warm. Not so like intense. I always think about
0: his mustache out there too, getting oh, all
4: frozen. Oh yeah. And his jaw might have froze up. And could you imagine if his mustache and jaw froze up at the same time in a game? Like Andy Reid, what Reed's? that would look like? He yeah. had that mean look on his face. Yeah, Andy um, Reid blowing snot rockets, and it just freezes yeah. to his mustache. So see, that's I mean, where the like, leg tights on. That when you're a
0: West Coast guy like Jonas, you don't really really recall the Bill Cowher scowl. Yeah. Oh, what are you telling Like, I grew about? up with that. You
4: yeah, know? it was like off to the side. You know, oh, it wasn't. Man. It was he, like a
0: he was like he just looked at tennis. you like. How he used to, like, your dad would look at you when he's mad at you. You
4: yeah. know? That and was it was that like an underbite. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have an overbite, it was an underbite. And then he had the uh-huh. big chin, and then it was off to the side, and he was upset. Yeah. And it was, I love this They me even some show Bill Bill that on the
0: Coward. West Coast. Nah. People were so concerned yeah,
3: about Yeah. Well, out,
4: out here, they'd make him wear a mask. So well, if you couldn't see the scowl. Is, that's fair. Yeah.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific. So we've not talking about the wild card
3: finish, the super wild card weekend. A lot of people have been asking, does that count as double barrel action in the NFL on Monday Night Football? And unfortunately, and it no, it does not, because it's just a back-to-back game. So no double barrel action in the mm. NFL on Monday Night Football last night. But LaVar, you made the point that it was kind of a bad scene and a bad night for PA. For, for PA. Yeah. And then the conversation turns to... Well, what about Mike McCarthy? He's from Pittsburgh too. He is from Pittsburgh. Yeah. How's oh, h- how's
4: this week this gonna go? It's been a bad playoff for 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 Pennsylvania, for Pennsylvanians. Uh it, it's I think that's an intriguing question because once all of the emotions die down, which by probably you'd say by today, that you know, it's just more cooler heads are gonna prevail. I don't know that you move on from Mike McCarthy. But, again, like we started the show off with, there are so many amazing coaching candidates that are available right now that if if you could upgrade at the position and you have a legitimate reason to justify moving on and doing it, why would you not... Why would you not investigate it, or or just kind of, you know, weigh it out, measure it out? I don't I don't think that there would be anything wrong with him wondering or wanting to interview Bill Belichick or or Mike Vrabel or you know any of these horrible whoever it may be. I I don't think that that would be egregious of of him to want to do that. What do you guys think?
3: I mean, I think that they're... I think if you do that, you have to fire
0: the guy you got first.
3: Yeah, well... I, I mean, Dan Quinn's interviewing with reportedly five teams. Like, there's yeah. five teams that have, that have kicked the tires. We've talked about Seattle. Uh, Albert Breer's brought that up. That Seattle makes a lot of sense. So it feels like Dan Quinn's Everyone's gone.
2: brought that up.
4: Yeah.
3: But by the way, what a yeah, what a way to go out if you're Dan Quinn. I mean, that's that's how you
4: leave on a high not, note. That's not a high note. That's not a high note. No, his okay. defense did not do. I was well curious,
0: at all. like after that game, if that was going to change the perception or thought of, of some people. Now. I will say this: like there were people who were like, "Well, how can you give up that many points?" I'm like, "Well, the defense technically didn't give up that many points." I mean, there was it
4: was the offense that was yeah. turning the ball over for, for touchdowns, but it,
0: it was a terrible defensive game plan. They in never the sense stopped of, them.
4: Yeah,
0: they couldn't stop yeah. them. And you know, there were some times, like I, I, I look at it this way: you know, both have to be accountable. The, the coach obviously for the game plan was set up, but like the tight end throwback where there wasn't anyone within twenty yards. That's a combination of just complete lack of lack of execution and pride in what you're doing, and also scheme, right? Like clearly, that defense had never seen that play before in their life. And I'm not saying you have to see every offensive concept to be prepared. It's just not possible. There's too many offensive plays in every week, depending on the offense. But there has to be certain rules that you uphold, and you stay you stay within. And and someone dropped the ball there. Like some of as bad as that looked felt like the Dallas Cowboys gave up at some point in time in that game. I think that's the most disheartening thing if you're Jerry Jones is you're a team now that's been able to get to the playoffs consistently but not do anything once you get there. And And that's a concern. If you have a head coach that you brought in for his Super Bowl pedigree, for his ability to be able to hopefully get you over that hump and get to a Super Bowl – and meanwhile, this is, in Jerry Jones' words, the worst defeat he's ever felt in the playoffs with this sort of team. And, and I don't blame him; I, I really don't.
4: You can't come up that far off on both sides of the ball, and and feel as though your reputation is sturdy and and in great great standing. It's just you're judged off of what your last performance was. Like he's Dan Quinn's got a great body of work. I've met Dan Quinn several times. Seems like a fine man. He's such a cool guy. Yeah, he seems like a super fine, fine dude. So, but with that being said, in the biggest moment, I mean, in, of his career to date, right? Like your your last game is your biggest moment. Well, the Super Bowl loss for Atlanta was, well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. It. At that point, that was his biggest game. That that playoff game was his biggest game that's cuz cuz he needed to win that game and it was in the playoffs so that's his biggest game and and just just how i look at it you know my 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 biggest game was the last game that i'm playing like i got to perform so for for you to be in a big game like that and the expectations to be so high and so many things riding on you just being able to produce and not be the reason why you you lost it'd be great if you're the reason why you won but just don't be the reason why you lost I mean neither one of those coaches can say that they were a part of the reason why they didn't lose and they can't say that ultimately they were the reason why they should have won. And and that's, you know, that's a hard one to kind of to live off of. I mean, you could take the body of work and you'll he'll he'll be okay, but I still think that 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 now created questions like, man, like all right, like what happened with the defense? like we could we could say the same thing about the offense but man you could always say we can lean on the fact that Dan Quinn and his defense has played ball like they were they were not getting to the quarterback it seemed like Green Bay had an answer for every single thing that they wanted to do and they ran the ball like i said yesterday they ran the ball Aaron Jones was running the ball like he was running drills on air it didn't seem like he was out there running with live defenders. It was like, yeah, some put some trash cans down, put some some cones down, run through the cones, do a spin move on the on the trash can, cut over here, do this. Like they weren't even tackling him. He looked like an all uh, all world, uh, just a, an amazing football player that nobody could touch. So give him credit, but that's not good for for Dallas.
0: Let me put it this way: if, if you look at since Mike McCarthy um, and really Dan Quinn, let's put it that way, have been paired up together because McCarthy got there. What in 2020? Yeah. And that was, that was a tough year, right? Like they went six and 10. It wasn't a good season, but they bring in Dan. Yeah. They bring in Dan Quinn in 2021. And that was where they've kind of now been at this, like twelve and five. We make the playoffs. I think the first year they lost in the wild card. You know, last year they made it to the divisional round, and and that's why I, I kind of pose this question: is if you're Jerry Jones, did you need to see the progress from hey wild card divisional get to a championship game in order to keep Mike McCarthy? And I ask that only because regardless of who is out there, which again clearly you've got. You know, Bill Belichick, who everyone seems to point to as a potential successor or who you'd want to move on to if you could. Uh, the variables out there, obviously, he'd be a really interesting fit. I think they're in Dallas. Jim Harbaugh. We can go through the list of different candidates. But the point is, separate from who's available, is this sheer not just an example of he was brought in to get us there, we weren't able to get there, and I feel like I need to bring in someone who can. Like, is this enough of a sample size for Mike McCarthy?
3: I think we all know the answer to that question. And and also the way that those playoffs ended each year.
0: Which, again, this year I thought what kind of flew under the radar a little bit was the final Hail Mary throw. By Dak, I mean it it was out of bounds. It wasn't even close. Like I know it's not as bad as the as the fail of Zeke Elliott. You know whatever the hell that play was for San Francisco, (laughs) but or the or the two minute debacle at the end of the game without. Like I know it wasn't as bad as those two, but it was it was still pretty bad.
3: I mean, if Mike McCarthy gets fired, there's one person responsible that I'm putting all the blame on. It's not Dak Prescott. It's not Mike McCarthy. It's LeVar Arrington. Because yeah. Lavar yesterday had so much fun listening to Jerry Jones post game mm. have borderline meltdown mm. in front of everybody. Do we have the Jerry Jones from mm. from uh, from <laughs> Do we right the Lavar reaction? Lavar <laughs> mm. had so much fun listening to this. Let's listen to Jerry Jones so Lavar can uh, get a kick out of this again.
1: This is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is, at uh, uh, that degree, I know how disappointed everybody is. So I'm coming.
0: In terms of playoff losses, where does this one rank for you?
1: Well, I don't have, uh, uh, really, I can't reach back and look at a playoff loss. Uh, uh, but this uh, seems like the, uh, the, the most uh, painful uh, because uh, we all had such great expectation and we had hope for this team, and uh, uh, thought that we were aligned in a great shape, in great shape, and uh, uh, it didn't happen for
3: us. I mean, mm-hmm. everything was lined up for them. Like they were the two seed. Philly, Philly was turning in a bag of turds every week. They fell out of contention. They had the two seed with an opportunity to do what they hadn't done in thirty years. You got one
4: team that you got to beat. You got one team that you got to beat to get to the Super Bowl, one team, and it shouldn't have been Green Bay. It, it it should have been San Francisco. So, and that's what that's what Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones would have been able to stomach them making it to the NFC Championship and losing to a, a, a San Francisco. I know it might not sound popular. People might be like, "Nah, no, he wouldn't have." Yeah, he would have because that's a fine football team. And to lose to a team of that caliber, whether you like it or not, if it's a competitive game, you move on from it. But this man said, <laughs> this man said, <laughs> since he's been, like this is the most disappointing, like most surprising, since he's been a part of sport. <laughs> like that, that's a lot of sport. That's a really, really, really long time to have that be the most. He used he used most like basically, for how he explained this, couldn't even get out. Like I didn't even understand what he said. Reach back for playoff. He couldn't even finish his thought. Like there was no like what was the definitive answer response to them asking, "Is this the worst playoff loss?" It was so bad, and in Jerry Jones's mind, this loss was so far the 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 worst one ever. That he couldn't even put together a thought to say that I can't even think of a year that was more disappointing than the loss I'm I'm dealing with right now. That's I mean that's if you ask me that's the owner of the team that's pretty damning if you're the head coach. You I mean where do you go from there?
0: Well, I think the biggest issue with the Dallas Cowboys, if you go back the 30-some years since then, and everyone's going to point back to the last time they won a Super Bowl with Barry Switzer. I will go back before that. Jerry Jones interjected himself into the, this franchise after winning back-to-back Super Bowls with Jimmy Johnson. And he he severed, <clears throat> severed that relationship. And I know, you know they've made up and Jimmy Johnson's in the ring of honor now and all that. But the reality to the lack of success... With the Dallas Cowboys is directly correlated with Jerry Jones. He interjected himself. He thought, "Hey, anyone could come in and coach this team to win." Which I guess, short term, you'd say, "All right, maybe that was right." Barry Switzer comes in two years after Jimmy Johnson leaves and wins the Super Bowl with Troy and with uh, obviously Emmitt and with with Michael Irvin and those guys. But that was a team that Jimmy Johnson built, and the the truth is, since then. Jerry Jones has meddled and been involved and been a part of this franchise, and I know he's supplied them with everything they need to win and all that. However, he hasn't gotten out of his own way. And if you have Bill Belichick out there, and Bill Belichick wants to come be the Dallas Cowboys head coach, the one thing standing in his way is probably Jerry Jones. In the sense of, if you look at the 24 years Bill Belichick spent in New England, He didn't have to deal with an owner who was going to be on a weekly press conference or talking to the media. That's going to make him feel like his job security is on the line week in and week out. Robert Kraft let Bill Belichick do what Bill Belichick wanted to do. And that was the most successful run we've ever seen in NFL history. And you have a short window. And I think the most fascinating thing for if Mike McCarthy is the coach moving forward or whoever they'd be willing to bring in, if he's not is can Jerry Jones at 80, what, one, whatever he is, years old, step out of his own way and let whoever that head coach is coach this team, let them run this team in a manner that doesn't allow him to interject or impart whatever you want to call it, his wisdom, his feelings on stuff. I mean, that Dallas Cowboys team looks so tight right out the gate like they had the weight of the world on their shoulders, and maybe it's because their own owner came out and said, like he couldn't even give Mike McCarthy any security for his job, depending on how that game went. And, and I know that that sounds like I'm letting Mike McCarthy off the hook, but how many situations, how many owners do you hear before a team goes in the playoffs? Are like, well, we're not sure what's going to happen. We'll see how they do in the first the first round of the game, yeah, you know, first <laughs> round of the playoffs. Like, how many owners do we hear say that publicly?
3: Well, how many owners are interviewed after a playoff loss immediately? It was like 15 (laughs) minutes, and there he was. That's the biggest
0: detriment to the Cowboys' success. It is the most valued franchise and organization on the face of the planet. And Jerry Jones has done that. But he's also become the face of a team. And if you look at the reason why, for example, the New England Patriots – were so damn successful, was not because of Robert Kraft. He was a part of it. Bill Belichick was a part of it. Tom Brady was a part of it, big part of it. There's a lot of players that were a part of that, but it was about the team. It was about the Patriots. I, I never get the sense that that star is that uniting thing on the helmet. It feels like it's Jerry Jones and then the players underneath him and this whole you know dog and pony show that comes along with it. I just it's it's like I I kind of wanted Dallas to win, just so we could get be done with this narrative. I, I want that for Dak and those players, a lot of other guys who have been through this, because I was so I'm so tired of the narrative with Dallas. And and now honestly, after like hearing Jerry Jones after the game, I'm like, well, yeah, you're part of the problem. Like to your point, Jonas, 15 minutes after the game, what other owner do we hear talking to the media?
3: Jeffrey Laurie, where was he? No, hmm. like no clue, like. Nobody's like nobody heard from him, but Jerry Jones, you hear from him right away, and he's got two interviews a week on local Dallas radio.
4: <laughs> Just well, that doesn't seem dude. like that bodes well for them to bring in Belichick.
3: Though. Well, it's all like if you think about it, to Brady's point, it, yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you want if you're Belichick? No. no. Like, look at no, all the big no. names that are out there, the top names: Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, potentially Mike Tomlin. Yeah, would any of, of those guys uh, acquiesce no. to Jerry Jones? No.
4: So That would be clashing. All right. There would be clashing. So, I mean... So, get you a, a young guy that is okay with that and can handle that and see what happens. That's what I would say. I mean, because yeah. if you go after one of these guys that are, are, you know, really, I mean, especially the legendary ones, I mean, could you imagine Bill Belichick and, and Jerry Jones? <laughs> In the same war room together during the draft? Come on, man. <laughs> that thing could go bad. That's...
1: If you dare.